Hi, everybody. It's Ryan at Pi Records, and uh, this is season three, episode one, and uh, we like to do something a little different. We got a roundtable going. We get a, a bunch of different people uh, kind of in the same walks of life. Today, it's record labels, independent record labels, power pop, punk rock, uh, all sorts of great stuff. And uh, I'd like to start with Chris. You want to introduce yourself and tell me what label you're affiliated with? Sure, I'm Chris. Um, I'm uh, affiliated with, I guess, or the only person really <laughs> involved in uh, Dirt Cult Records out of Portland, Oregon. Awesome. Chuck? Uh, yeah, I am Chuck, and uh, I operate Snappy Little Numbers Quality Audio Recordings from Denver, Colorado. And Jamie. Hi, I'm Jamie. Um, I am the only person here at Rita Records. Uh, we're out of, we, I, I guess, am out of uh, Montreal at the moment, um, but back and forth between Saskatoon and Montreal. Very cool. Um, the reason I brought all of you together is because of our buddy Martin. Um, he, he contacted me and said, I think these guys would be a really cool interview. And when I realized after interviewing you guys, you had some, some kind of circle going, I thought it might be a good idea to get you together and just have you guys chat and maybe kind of actually converse for the first time. Um, who, Chris, you want to start off? Uh, do you have any questions? Oh, man. <laughs> um, God, I don't know. I don't know, if I, <laughs> I don't know if I have anything to start with. You might want to go to someone else. Okay, I don't know. <laughs> okay. I'll, I'll start with this. Um, signing a band, getting the records pressed, and promoting. Uh, Chris, what, what are some of your your choice methods of doing that? Um, I mean, if you want to start with like the first part of that, like quote unquote signing a band, certainly with Dirt Cult, um, and I'm, I, I'm betting it's true with these other labels too, um, there's no signing. <laughs> um, there's no uh, anything like that. I mean, all of this is like, you know, be it a virtual handshake or like, you know, a conversation over a beer or something like that, you know, um, uh, just kind of coming to some kind of agreement just in terms of like, you know, how we're going to handle the pressing, uh, how we're going to handle promoting and like how many copies you're going to get, how I'm going to pay you if it makes money, etc. cetera. Um, but so I think that's an important point. I think people, a lot of people do like send like demos sometimes and they're like, would you sign us? And, and, and sometimes that's such a foreign concept to me. I'm like, I've never, never done that. Um, you know, I'll talk to you. If I like your band, I'll talk to you, you know, and uh, uh, we'll see where it goes. Um, but yeah, I mean, I don't know. That's kind of my perspective. It's like a handshake sort of thing. Um, yeah. No contracts or anything like that. Um, but in terms of the decision-making process, it's just based on like what I like um, and, I think a lot, you know, too, like the last time we talked, like kind of the, the perspectives of the people as well is really important. Um, yeah. You know, um, are these people I do want to hang out with and have in common is, is you know, things in common with us sometimes as important as like the music they're actually, you know, bringing to me or I'm, I'm, I'm 
pursuing, I guess. Yeah. I don't know about the other two of you all, but that's kind of my Talk take. What do you think? Uh, do you agree with Chris and and what uh, what are some of your mar marketing strategies that uh, that help you get bands like uh, Brian Baker's band? That's a pretty big uh, deal. Well, so that I mean that it was that that happened through uh, a friendship, and so a lot of a lot of the bands I work with and the records I put out. Um, I, I come to just through friendships through, you know, 20 plus years of playing music and releasing music and going to shows and traveling and, and uh, you know, it's very, one of my favorite things about music is how, how social it can be, when, especially when you start talking about like, um, you know, like subcultures and different kind of like, you know, counterculture and stuff that where, where like-minded people kind of gravitate to the same things. So um uh, a lot of that is um you know just uh ha ha making relationships and continuing relationships just because um you you enjoy being around folks and 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 you know like having th those commonalities that that kind of drive all those creative discussions and and so with foxhall stacks it was a friendship with uh jim spellman that led to working with that band and, you know, just happenstance that Brian uh, played bass on the record. Um, and it was one of those things where, you know, I would have been, I wanted to do the record either way. And you, for me, it was certainly lucky that they're all like punk rock famous, but, you know, Jim's my friend and the band was good and that checks both boxes that I need, so. Very cool, very cool. Uh, Jamie, uh... You got a lot of a lot of stuff going on. You have a bunch of releases through the Pale Lips, and uh, also um, the 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 other two seven inches. You have Haley and the Crushers and the Sorrells, and uh, I, I want to know what your process is um, in comparison to the other guys. I, I know you use uh, that really cool uh, record uh, pressing plant. Uh, I checked them out, clamped down, and it, it's fascinating. And I think it, it, it goes right along with what you're doing. Totally. So yeah, pretty much along the same lines of the uh, you know same process. Um, um, I create relationships with bands. You know, we all have group texts going on, and uh, we just kind of like bounce ideas back and forth all the time. Um, I love pressing like colorful, beautiful like artful records I guess um that kind of like represent the music uh in like a visual way also um and I've been working with Clampdown they're awesome next release will be with Clampdown again um and on like the artist side you know it's the same thing like I I still talk with uh everyone pretty much that's released Pale Lips records um and I think that that's important you know like having a relationship with um, your record label or an artist or, you know, whatever. Um, I also don't sign bands and, uh, it's just, it's more of like a, a passion project, I guess, you know, like, um, when I first started making music, um, you know, people gave us a chance and I try and do the same thing with bands that, um, I think, you know, it, I mean, I guess it's like bands that I really love. I hear the songs and I'm like, oh, this should be on record. 
let's make a record, you know, that kind of situation. So um, yeah, there's no signing, nothing like that. Virtual handshake, totally. Um, yeah, that's it. Awesome. Uh, yeah. I do like that method and uh, I employ that myself. Um, and you're right. It has to truly be something that, that you say, oh, this has got to be on record, you know? Totally. Like if it's not me putting it out, somebody's got to put it out. Um, so let's, let's talk about how you guys all run around in the same kind of circle uh, with, with each other, but you've never met. Uh, Chris, you want to start off? Uh, yeah, I mean, I think, I think that like, I mean, Jamie and I actually, I don't think I've ever, uh, uh, even yeah, communicated at all. Um, uh, but, um, I would imagine that we probably have a ton of mutual friends, you know? Um, and I think that's just kind of, I don't know. I mean, and Chuck and I have talked, Chuck orders records from me from time to time. Uh, we've, we've had some conversations about some mutual friends here in Portland, um, uh, you know, kind of from that. And I don't know. I mean, I think that I, I, I have some of my closest friends are really the people who are doing the same thing that I'm doing in terms of releasing records, you know, um, it's good to have a network of people who you can kind of like, you know, talk about concern, you know, things that come up for you that no one else in your personal life would really <laughs> understand at all, or just kind of, you know, complain about whatever it is that's, uh, you know, frustrating you about running a label that day or whatever. So, um, yeah, I mean, Chuck and I have talked, but we've never met um, Jordan. If he was he was on this call, we we met maybe once for about two minutes, but text like almost daily. <laughs> um, just stupid shit, even if it's uh, you know about third eye blind or something. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> um, uh, but yeah, I mean, I, I think that oftentimes there's just kind of a bond that's formed by people doing this because we're doing it, you know, and we kind of know what it's like for each other. It's very, totally. And I, I also cool. think like, um, one, one thing that I kind of learned being on this side is, um, the importance of like connections and community. Um, and yeah, just like sharing that kind of stuff, you know, like I think back in the day there was like this maybe, um, kind of mindset that, you know, my connections are my connections but that's totally not how I feel at all anymore like well I mean I've never felt that way but I mean I feel like uh, that kind of um, mindset is out the window you know we all want to help each other out we're small labels you know we're not making a lot of money doing this or I mean I'm, I'm not so <laughs> but uh, you know I want I want other labels and uh, bands that I like to succeed you know like that's that's a, a, my mandate you know I want to I'd rather lift each other up, you know? Yeah. It's collaboration, yeah. not competition, Absolutely. right? Yeah. I mean, I feel like that for sure. And that, I mean, I feel like kind of the way I, I came up was, was like that it was like that. Um, and that's just how I've always want, wanted, wanted to be and wanted to try and at least hope that I was approachable in that, in that manner for other people too. I mean, I'm no expert at anything, but I certainly am happy to share. Um, and, and I want to learn too, so I, I enjoy talking with other people and uh, knowing how and how they do things. And it, it totally is definitely. I, I think Jamie's right. There's a period, or maybe it kind of depends on 
um, diff different scenes since there's a million different sub scenes. But yeah, uh, you know, sometimes people are protective about things, but you know, I, I'm kind of the, you know, we, we can all succeed together kind of mindset. And that's just what yeah. I you know, try and foster with my approach to things. Totally. Um, so in forming that relationship, I would, I would say sometimes it's very natural and easy and sometimes it can be difficult. Uh, do you find the difficult times, if you stick it out, are just as rewarding uh, if the communication becomes more clear between you guys and the bands? Uh, Chris, you could start. <laughs> um, I don't know. I, I think that, I, I mean, I, well, let me, I mean, you're just talking about like, I, I guess I had brought up um, complaining about certain things or whatever, just like hardships that come up as a result of uh, uh, running a label. Are you talking about like kind of getting through those then? And um... uh, I, I, maybe I misphrased that. I don't mean I don't mean difficult, but but sometimes you may see a band and there's there's uh, a level of trust that has to be um, taken on both sides. Uh, the label and the, and the artist and I'm, and uh, I think that's a better way to phrase it. How do you foster that relationship? Well, yeah, I mean, I guess I would say for me, like one thing is that, like, I mean, this label started to put out my own band stuff because no one else was going to, you know, like, and um, uh, I, I I'm still on the other side of it, kind of like Jamie was saying, you know working with other labels and stuff like that with my own bands. Um, and I think that, I think that that does give me the, pers you know, like I'm here for, for you and I'm wanting to like prop you up, you know, I'm kind of not a huge player in all of this. I'm just kind of like a vessel or whatever. So um, I think that kind of goes back to that, like handshake understanding or whatever, like, you know, I may have, I have so many different releases and almost every single one has a different kind of arrangement attached to it, you know, like, and, and I'm super flexible. I'll tell a band, this is what I normally do. What do you think? And if they push back on it, cool. You want to keep your digital awesome. You know, you want you, you, whatever it is, you know, just really trying to be, because I, I, I've been in the other uh, kind of the shoes been on the other foot. So, I mean, I really just kind of like, follow their lead, I guess, in terms of they want what they want to do. Awesome. Chuck, uh, being in bands, I think you and Chris share that, that same perspective as well as Jamie. Uh, Chuck, do you want to you describe the, the fostering of the relationship between the band and the label, like how you can nurture that? Yeah, so, I mean, at least, at least for me, it's, it's um, you know, every every band is is different, and it's you know different personalities, and uh, you just I think it's one of those things. Just uh, it's just kind of in real life too. You know when you click with people, and you know when you're kind of on the same page, and you know when you're maybe not, and uh, and that, that's okay. And something that I sometimes wrestle with, uh, but get better at as I get older is. Um, you know, liking a band or loving a band and, and being their friends doesn't mean that you're the right one to put out the record, you, you know. Um, so sometimes you got you, you sometimes you let things 
go because you might not be the best home and then other times other times you are so it's really kind of a consistent um, two-way dialogue feeling out feeling out other people but but for me it's one of those things that if it's a good fit it's usually one of those things you recognize early on and then it's kind of a you know it's a real family life time kind of arrangement um although i i tell people i i think i told you this before ryan but um uh, i will i will always hope that someone can do better than me but if they can't then i'll then i'll be happy to do it <laughs> but uh you know just because i want to see friends do well and succeed um but yeah it's usually just you know, I, I, I don't, I always tell people up front what I, what I can or can't do. And, and, you know, some people ask those questions, other people tell me what, what their expectations might be. And I just try and be real honest with, um, what, what I, what I can or can't do. And, and a band can decide from there, um, you know, if they're okay with, with what I can't do, or if they like what I can do. And, you know, like with Chris and Jamie, playing in bands and working with other labels too. Um, you know, that's help. It's helpful to experience both sides of it because I think it helps you be better at at at, at each. Um, just just in terms of really understanding and and also being flexible. Because um, yeah, it's not, not like a one a one size fits all uh kind of thing um and and it's really important to not try and like shoehorn something in that isn't working because you want to uh you don't want to handcuff uh any any potential for either party by you know being too rigid about about something yeah yeah i totally get that jamie yeah. uh how did you uh how did you build your relationships with with your bands and and how how did you use being in in Palips? Um, how did you use that side of it to kind of say, oh, but maybe they, you know, I'd like this, and maybe maybe the bands would like if I did this. Yeah, I mean, I always have like a, a pretty open conversation with um, whichever band is putting out the record. Um, I'll just take an example of the Sorrells because that was. Um, the last record before uh like the Haley and the Crushers record um so I love the Sorrells they're great you know we have like a group conversation where we share pictures of our pets and you know we talk on the phone sometimes and we share music and it's more of like a friendship you know what I mean um which is awesome and I kind of feel that way with Pale Lips like some of the people who have put out our records, like Ted from Spaghetti Town or Carlo from Surfing Kai, like we talk, you know, we share music and we're buddies. And yeah, I don't know. I kind of like that aspect of it. Maybe it's like not as professional as like a bigger label would have, but um, I'm into it. And, you know, that's who I am. I'm nice and I, I'm talkative and um, I like building relationships that way. And also I like, um, having relationships with bands so that like we can do more than one project together you know like there's been two Sorrells records two Haley and the Crushers releases um, I like that because also people on the outside who are looking at the label kind of understand um, the vision of the label a little bit and they understand the bands that are on the label and the sound and the look 
And so what I find now kind of like, as I get more into it is I have folks that will, you know, go on the website and they'll just order a bunch of records because they know that it'll all kind of fit in, you know, the same, yeah. not, not, not box, but you kind of know what I mean? Like yeah. if they like the Sorrells, they're also going to like Alien the Crushers or, you know, they'll like Sister Susie. And even though it's not the same, re really the same type of music, it all kind of fits in like a nice little package. So yeah, I don't know. I, I don't know if that answered your question, but yeah, um, yeah I don't know. I just kind of like making a, like a, a, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know how to explain it properly, but no, I, no. I like when people are able to go to the website and they'll order a bunch of records, maybe some that they've never heard before and they'll get them and then they'll send me an email a week later and be like, this is awesome. I found some bands that I never would have found otherwise and I love them all and they all look cool and sound cool and thank you, you know. Uh, one, more, one more question um, before we end this uh, meeting and start the second 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 half. Um, speaking to what Jamie said about professionalism, uh, I think trust and respect are not the same as professionalism. Uh, professionalism is more cut and dry. Um, we all we all have had jobs where you know you're not rewarded by merit; you're rewarded by politics and things like that. Um, just describe your, your work ethic, um, when it comes to being more, um, direct and just respectful as opposed to being professional. Uh, I mean, there's a level of professionalism, but I, I think it's a completely different, uh, mindset. Chuck, would you like to start off? Sure. Uh, yeah, it's uh, when you say professional, my initial instinct is that I'm like super unprofessional about how <laughs> I do records and, and music and stuff, although that's not entirely true because there's some structure to it. Uh, and, you know, I, I'd like to think that I work hard and that I'm a responsible person. But um, but you're, but yeah, you're right. Like you say, it's kind of you know doing doing a record label or being in a band is is kind of a chance to lead by example, um, you know. And I don't I don't mean that in a you know trying to get your way to the top and dictate how people should do things. Like that's not my interest at all. It's just you know I, this is how I would like things to be for people. So I try and put my best foot forward in, in that regard. And, you know, when it comes to professionalism, you know, it's, it's really kind of, um, you, you know, I've, I've, this is kind of how I, how I kind of delineate. Uh, and it's, um, you know, some people just love music and some people are in the music business and um, nothing not there's nothing wrong with being in the music business but I don't feel like I'm in the music business I feel like I just do I just do music like music's part of my life um, and it's part of my DNA and and how I relate to a lot of people I mean I have a life outside music too which I think is very very healthy for people to have um, but you know so much of it is is music driven and it's just 
you know, I want to, I want to share and I want to do a good job with the record, but I don't care about sound scan. I don't care about likes, but I mean, it's awesome if people are like into stuff. Um, you know, I, I want people to be able to sell records and, and, you know, have people come to shows on tour or whatever. But for me, it's, it's much more of a, you know, organic get out, play the shows, um, you know, the merch table will always be the best place to sell a record. And in, in my opinion, um, and, and that's, it just kind of starts from there and, and, and goes outward. Um, you can spend a lot of money trying to turn people onto a record, but it still doesn't replace just, you know, just being out and being around people and playing shows and, and, you know, these networks that we all have. And then the, the, the larger thread that connects people like us that we haven't met in real life, but we're, you know, we have the similar ethos and aesthetic um, that, that kind of keeps us in each other's realms and you, that those become kind of known quantities and you just keep going over time and that is what starts bringing people over. There's really no substitution for effort and time um, if you want to create something sustainable. So that's just kind of how I, how I approach it. Cool. Yeah, I, w I was a little bit worried about, um record selling during uh, the pandemic and COVID because you're completely right, you know, like uh, speaking uh, for Pale Lips, like we sell records when we tour, mm -hmm. you know, uh, we don't sell that many records off of our band camp. I mean, we do, but, but you know, it's not even close to comparable. Yeah. So I, I was a little bit worried about how the label would do during COVID, um, but I've been surprised, Same. you know, People yeah. have been incredibly supportive. Um, and, you know, I hear the same thing from the bands and I hear the same thing from um, my friends that are playing in bands. Uh, it's just been like a very supportive time, um, which I, I kind of, I guess I'm a little bit surprised by, but. Um, Pleasantly surprised, I, but yeah, say, yeah. Yeah, uh, this time last year, I was like, I think I'm done. <laughs> <laughs> you know, this is, this is over, um, but I agree. Um, and part of that maybe, I mean, people just, I mean, the people who do have jobs do have a bit more disposable income. You know, I, I certainly know that's not everyone, but you're not going to the bar, you're not going to shows. And I think yeah. people are making a conscious effort to, the people who value this are, are, are you know, making an effort to, to continue to, to support it, which is amazing. You know, it, it makes me hopeful for what's going to happen after. Yeah. Oh, this is kind of yeah, I've been, I've been surprised in a, in a good way. Yeah. But even like, um, you know, there there's like a few venues that um, are, you know, putting out like shirts and stuff. Like I have this one, this is Turbo House. Nice. Is like the <laughs> best venue in Montreal. Um, you know, they're selling t-shirts because they're not open. And, uh, you know, the community is showing up, you know, people are, People are showing up to show their support and uh, I don't know if I can take one positive thing out of this last year that's it is um, mutual support and respect uh, it's yeah it's awesome awesome uh, on that note we're gonna end part one and everybody stay tuned for part two thank you guys uh, we'll be right back everybody uh we're back for part two with uh season three episode one 
Um, this is going to be a roundtable discussion uh, between punk labels, power pop labels, indie labels. And uh, right now I have Chris from Dirt Cult and uh, Chuck Coffee from uh, Stompy Little Numbers and Jamie from Rita Records. In this section, I'd like to talk uh, as little as I can and maybe kind of steer it a little bit, but I want the label runners to kind of ask each other questions um, that uh, they, they might be interested in anything, whatever they're, uh, they might want to know about the other labels. Chris, you said you had something interesting to ask. Um, yeah, so I guess this one's for Jamie. I was just curious. Um, I mean, I think that, that um, this whole releasing records thing, the record label thing is pretty uh, kind of, you know, cis male dominated kind of thing. And I guess I was just curious about your experiences, um, you know, um, running a label, not being a cis male um, and, and, and what that's been like. Yeah, I mean, the first thing that comes to mind is thinking about how um, everyone always addresses me as if I was a male. Um, that happens all the time. Um, and yeah, there's just kind of like a glass ceiling that still exists in the record industry, um, even like small time, you know, on, a, on our, our side. But um, I'm excited to see more like femmes, more thems, more more of that in in the record industry you know um i just released a, a record where um the band Haley and the crushers uh, myself and uh the person who made the record were all women so uh robin from red spade records out of toronto she did the lathe cut it's awesome you got to check out her stuff she does really really cool great work um you know i yeah, there's, there's just been like a glass ceiling there for so long and it's time to, you know, smash it <laughs> and get through it. And um, I really hope that, you know, when other uh, folks that aren't cis males, you know, see me or see the label or um, hear talks like this, they're like, you know what, I could do that too. And I want to do that. And um, yeah, I just want, I want more of that because I love... Uh, dealing with uh, other ladies along the way, or, um, you know, like I said, femmes, thems, uh, everyone. It's, it's nice to see um, diversity in the music scene and the music industry. And um, I actually saw like a really interesting uh, kind of Twitter feed from uh, one of the members of a band called The Garys. And she really kind of hit the nail on the head for me when she said, um, you know, you got to think about why um, there, there aren't more women or um, non-cis folks um, in the record industry. And you got to just kind of try and make space for them. You know, you got to you got to ask yourself why, because, you know, it's not because women don't like music or women don't listen to punk or power pop. You know, there's other reasons there. So it's it's you know, it's time to kind of push push that out of the way and just you know, do it. Totally. Totally. Jamie. I don't you know said... if that answered your question. <laughs> <laughs> totally. Yeah. No, it's true. And I think when you, when you, Jamie, when you speak to that there are other issues, it's not that women 
um, or, or non-cis folks don't like don't like music. There are other issues there, and it's really become apparent to me. Like I really want to, you know, I want to advocate and be a good ally for all, all you know, all sorts of um, people that want to be in music and want to do anything really. But I also don't want to ever you know be in the way or or preach or any of that stuff too and you know i really i just want to i want to listen and and learn and and understand what i can or what you know what i also should not do so that i can allow for people to operate and also um be be safe doing so because i know um you know i've heard many stories and especially as uh, time has gone on and people feel more comfortable talking about negative experiences they've had. Um, you know, being at shows aren't, all, it's not always a, a safe environment for some, for some people. And, you know, I, I, I've really learned, I used to kind of consider safety as more of a feeling and I've been learning more lately that, um, you know, I, I mean, you can argue about the semantics of language, but it's not that people feel safe or feel unsafe it's that you either are safe or you aren't and a lot of people aren't safe in some of those environments and and i i really uh, applaud so many people that are pushing to make sure that spaces legitimately are are safe and that um people there are not uh, abusing anyone uh even you know some people are um you know, little things that maybe 20 years ago, people thought it was no big deal to, you know, pat somebody on the back to get out of the way, like just re, re, like reanalyzing you know, body language and social cues and, and just being truly respectful uh, of, of other people around you. Because if you don't, if you don't know them, you, you shouldn't make assumptions about what may or may not be okay, because, uh, you know, the world is the world's always evolving and it's uh, it's up to anyone that wants to participate to continue learning how to um you know be behave well and support others totally awesome Timmy, you had a you had an interesting uh question um during our break uh that you thought of for uh for i'm not sure who who did you want to ask a question <laughs> i don't remember <laughs> uh, um... I honestly, I don't remember. <laughs> Who okay. was it? Ryan. Help me out here. I can't remember. I don't think he said. <laughs> <laughs> I think we were just conversing op openly. Um, yeah, I'm trying to think about like what kind of questions. Oh, yeah, totally. Okay, so um, I guess this is for any one of you, but... Um, what is the best strategy when it comes to getting reviews for your releases? Because I found it very difficult to either get emails back or to um, speak with people who I have been told do reviews. Um, and I'm not sure if that's because I'm approaching it the wrong way or maybe because I just don't have a relationship with these people, but um, I would really like to get in the future um, the records that I release reviewed more. Um, how would you suggest doing that? 
What, what uh, I was just saying, I mean, I don't know what your contact list looks like, but we were talking about like propping each other up earlier. You should shoot me an email because I have a ton, I have a huge list, a running list of kind of, um, you know, reviewers who have, um, you know, reviewed my stuff and have sent it to various people. I don't know if I've cracked that code either. Uh, to, to, to be perfectly honest. I think that it's kind of hit or miss. And sometimes you just find something or word something in a way to get someone interested. And then they start, once they've heard that, they're more apt to open the next email you send. I, I, I mean, I just, I don't know. I don't know. I mean, I'm not a, I'm not a PR person. And for certain, for certain releases where I'm like, this really, you know, this band wants to do something with this. We need some PR. I got to go outside of myself to do it, you know? Um, but I think it just takes time. Kind of, you know, what Chuck was saying like earlier, just in terms of like, it's all trial and error, I think. And after, after, I mean, I've been doing this label for 12 years now, which I can't really fathom, but like, you know, it's taken 12 years to kind of crack that code and build those relationships, I think. Um, and you just kind of build on the relationships that you make along the way. Um, but yeah, I don't know, maybe Chuck has some amazing words of wisdom. I'm not, <laughs> other than other than offering you that list, which I'm happy to do. I don't know. <laughs> I don't ever know what I'm talking about. But I'm, <laughs> uh, It's funny because uh, I did send Jamie a list earlier this week and then uh, Chris, I would uh, also love to see your list. Uh, well, we should combine them all, right? We should. Let's get, let's get yeah, a for running this. going. Yeah. And I, and I always, I, I do that with bands too. It's it's usually, or if co-releasing with another label, it's like a merging of lists. And that's a lot of how, how my lists grow too. Um, but really, so what I, I do uh, for, for better or worse is I'm still old fashioned. Like I, I set aside a certain number of, physical pressings to throw in the mail. And I make sure I put a sheet in there that always has like the blurb about the label and then a blurb about the release and a blurb about the band. Um, and I know uh, that that helps with some like, uh, 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 like Razor Cake and Maximum Rock and Roll usually um, review uh, physical releases they get in the mail pretty regularly. Uh, but also what I've what I've found, um, and what Chris says too, is sometimes, you know, if, if bands and how active they are or, or how far they want to try and reach with the record, you might have to go outside with with hired PR. But I've also found um, you know, if if there are any any blogs or smaller websites that you enjoy following, um, hit, hit them up. Uh, and then also really a lot of times it's, um, you know, this, this answer can start be becoming a lot larger, but, um, you know, it's one of those things where sometimes there are more like niche websites or, or blogs that are more just kind of homegrown fan, fan-based kind of affairs. Um, and they're totally stoked that you even, that, that you're following them and that you want to send them stuff and they in kind want to like share, share back and it becomes like, you know, a, quite an effective mutual relationship and that, you know, you're, you're both helping each other, but you're, you, you become friends through it. Um, and it's really kind of similar approaches to how you, you find bands or how you work with other labels. And, and that can kind of go with getting records covered too. And um, not like I have, you know, like 40 places that I, ha that I could suggest where you'd for sure get 
get some sort of coverage. But, uh, but you know, a lot of it is one of those, yeah, I think a lot of people are like, well, how do we get in stereo gum? How do we get on pitchfork? And, and my approach is usually like, well, you're, you're, pro you're probably not going to. So instead of taking the time for that, like hit up some of these other places that actually will listen to your record and write something beyond uh, the press release that they just copy and pasted kind of thing. So um, that, that's just kind of, that's just kind of my, my, my approach with that is, you know, be, you know, kind of, uh, it, there's nothing wrong with uh, aiming higher, but, um, you know, everything, everything starts small in, in some fashion. And just as you might grow as a label, uh, someone's publication or blog or something might grow because you and then someone else that's influenced by you is sending them material. And then all of a sudden it becomes like a recognized thing that people are really, you know, enjoying. And it just adds to our larger community of, of, of folks. Totally. And like, I, I'm thinking about, you know, the sites that I go to, to learn about new music. And I immediately think about like faster and louder blog, you know, and uh, I, I try and think about um, other sites like that. So um, if ever there's anything, I would love some suggestions because, you know, as a musician and a, a label runner, I love music. So I love good websites that um, cover, uh, you know, good music. And I think faster and louder blog is one of those ones that, you know, everything that he writes about i'm like oh yeah it's great this is a good record <laughs> yeah yeah those those are definitely cool and and i think also inevitably sometimes some of those larger sites you can get on if you go through a publicist um you know because they have those contacts but then uh, what i've seen happen uh, sometimes though is whoever does that review then reaches back out to the label directly because they're like oh so-and-so sent me this and then you kind of you know it's it's kind of all you know publicists can serve uh, a role to a, 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 the benefit of, of many but um you know it's it's also one of those i think sometimes people uh i don't think anybody here but it's one of those things where you kind of always have to be like trying like as much as even if you hire a publicist it doesn't mean you get to necessarily like hit snooze on on trying because you got to be ready to follow up on on what they do too and um so it's, it's just always one of those always always stay engaged to the to the point that you're um interested in like uh i, I you know don't let it consume your your life but uh but definitely um uh, you know the more the more you do it and the little the little kernels that emerge from it it just gets it gets a little bit easier each record it, it seems like um at least in terms of like people um, uh, having access to it doesn't mean you're always going to get a good review or that they'll review everything, but the chances definitely get better. Right on. I agree. Just that even with premieres, you know, I think there's like four sites that I'm just like, they will do it. You know, um, I've got a relationship with them. It's solid. But like Chuck was saying, if someone wants to be on Brooklyn Vegan, it's like, they're not going to answer my emails, you know, like that, that's going to require like someone else to step in and help. Uh, um, because I don't know. I mean, they've got a relationship with them that I don't have. Um, so even, I, I don't know. It's so just like relationship building is the take home here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think so. Yeah. 
I've also done things like, I mean, kind of similar to the point that's already been made. Like I've just picked like a recent release that I really liked and I'll like just enter it into a Google search and see who's covering it, kind of add it to my list. I don't know how fruitful that is really, but I mean, you know, something kind of in the similar vein of what I'm doing can be helpful. Sometimes I put little notes, like they covered this. So records kind of in that, uh, you know, style or whatever. Yeah, that's, that's, a, that's a good idea. That's really good advice. Um, just to kind of like, yeah, check out who's reviewing what you like. I never thought to do that. It seems so simple, but actually like a really good tip. That is good. Yeah. Yeah, the, the Google uh, search for that is it's brilliant. It's a brilliant idea. I, I would say that would be fr- fruitful. Totally. And I mean, like I know on, on like Bandcamp for... Um, I'm just talking about like uh, my own uh, music now, uh, like for Pale Lips, like I can see kind of like where our, our clicks come from. So sometimes I'll hear about like uh, someone who's written about us that I I couldn't find through Google, you know, um, just through like Bandcamp. So Bandcamp actually has some like pretty cool um, features that way too. I don't know if it's really the same through a, a label. I haven't spent too much time um, on the back end that way but like as a as a band as an artist you can you can find some like cool stuff that you maybe would have missed um through like bandcamp features cool cool yeah that's good i there's so there's so many i think there's so much there's so much you can do and try that it can become <laughs> overwhelming but um if also remember that uh you know just to like stop and take a minute and remember that uh, it's not, not the end of the world if you forgot to like try something that you can just kind of piece things together because I'm like that too like when you say the Bandcamp thing I'm like oh yeah I need to spend more time on Bandcamp learning how to use it and then I'll start getting all stressed out and then I'll be like oh but I don't have to do it right now yeah. I just have to remember <laughs> to do it eventually <laughs> I feel like there's like a, a bunch of Bandcamp stuff that I have no idea about that are probably like very, very useful. I just, I just found out how to send, send like Bandcamp uh, uh, messages to followers. Um, oh yeah, I just learned that one from last year. And it's like, so easy, the community button that I never even bothered with. I was like, yeah, oh, that's what that's for, I get it. It's useful. And yeah. uh, you know, I, I used it with, with Pale Lips the other day too. And uh, you know, sold some records and like got out like some information to people that I maybe wouldn't have known how to otherwise. You got me, you got me with one. I did. <laughs> Cause I didn't know, cause you were throwing, I had forgotten about that lathe, which reminds me, I got to find the Haley and the Crushers. I got to pick that up too. Cause I didn't realize that was out already. So maybe I think one of the things that I, package. I'm sorry, what? I said, maybe you should wait until you get your package. There might be something extra in there. Oh, okay. <laughs> I will wait. Thank you. You're so nice. Uh, I will also say one of the most effective things to uh, being in a band or running a label is just being a fan too. Like I have a lot of fun just being, fan of other stuff and uh especially this last year without being able to engage on as many levels like it's really fun to find um you know motivation or be influenced by but I've really kind of like refocused my efforts at just being a fan and just enjoying stuff because I like it and not thinking about like how I might implement it but just straight up like I love this band. I love this record. I'm gonna get this record. This record label's cool. Like I, I'm not trying to be like them or anything. It's just, just have 
enjoying like just being a fan. And I've, I've found that a lot of stuff accidentally happens after that too. Big time. And like, I mean, I, I mentioned like I haven't been working since October, but all of my spare money that I have, which is not very much at the moment, goes towards buying like t-shirts and records. And uh, yeah, I just, I, I want to, you know, support as much as I can because I've had support and I want to, you know, pay it forward. That's like, totally. how, how, that's how like our community works, right? Like, you know, we all help each other out and we have each other's backs and that's Yep, it. totally. This was all very excellent. Uh, I'm sorry, I wish we had more time, um, but luckily there's two parts and I was very happy to listen to you guys talk with each other uh, and hopefully you guys uh, could share some, some of your own experiences and, and contacts and, and information. Uh, don't be afraid to share it with me either. Because <laughs> uh, um, uh, I want to be right there in the boat with you guys and gals. <laughs> yes. Uh, so yeah, I I'm, a, I'm one of those people that there's room for every, there's room for everybody. That's, that's my motto. Totally. Thank you guys and gals. And uh, have a great night. Thank you Thank all you. so much. Yeah. Super fun. Uh, yeah. Bye, everyone. <laughs>